everyone. Welcome to episode 184 of the Savvy Girls podcast. This is Melanie, and I am podcasting from Bedford in the United Kingdom. This should be a really fun episode, actually. Let's see. I have been on the road. I'm going to talk about that. And I have friends. I have help with this episode. Maya is here. Ali is here. Eden is here. You will get to know. Well, I think I think Ali and Maya have been on before, but you're going to get to know Eden a fair amount this summer, and Ali and Maya are wonderful, and it's all oh, so many great accents. It's like an orgy of accents that I love. So sit back, put your knitting straight into your Yorkshire pudding, give it a stir, and enjoy the show. And I said, hey, hey, it's just an ordinary day, and it's all your state of mind. At the end of the day, you just got to say it's all right. So here I am. This is Melanie, and I am in Bedford in the United Kingdom. I have been traveling for 16 or 17 days now. Possibly I've lost count. I've been writing these updates and posting them online on the Savvy Girls page and such. But, um, yeah, I may have lost a day or two. I don't know. I think I left home on the 20th of March and it's the 7th of April. So I, I might be a couple of days off, which is actually somewhat confusing and also distressing because I think I have written updates every day. So who knows what's even going on. But anyway... So here I am in the United Kingdom. Uh, before this, I was in Shanghai in China. I was performing at a private school there and doing workshops for the kids. And it was wonderful. It was, They were so nice. They let me arrive a couple days early to get over jet lag, which I did not get over jet lag. But <laughs> looking at everyone who arrived late, um, I, I was in decent shape considering. But I did get to see some of the city and I got to meet some amazing people. Let's see. There were some pretty well-known British comedians there and a British children's book illustrator and children's book writer, and the director of Nanny McPhee was there, so that was cool. He made me coffee. Um, so it was it was kind of fun hanging out with a, a well-known director who's directed Emma Thompson, as well as other wonderful performers, dancers, and and jazz musicians and such, and we all had different different workshops we did for the kids. It was, it was such an honor to be included in that group, to be honest, and I really hope I get to go back because I actually have tons of ideas of, of things I'd like to do with the kids and maybe kids at other schools if I, if I can go back. So there is that. Um, what can I say about Shanghai? I, I talk with Eden later on the podcast. Eden is my, my performance partner for the summer. We are going to be touring more than we're going to be touring together more than we thought we would when we first when I first broached the topic to him of maybe doing a show with me. So um, I, things aren't a hundred percent set about all of the places we're performing. So I'm, I'll probably talk about that more in the next podcast. But we are performing in Regina, yes, and then Winnipeg, and then um, very likely, possibly a hundred percent likely, coming up to Edinburgh together. And in addition to the shows that I'm doing in Edinburgh, I which are my Piaf and Braille show as well as my Knitting Cabaret, which uh, I have I did there three years ago. When I but oh, I'm bringing it back. I've, I'm changing it up a bit. Hopefully, getting some maybe even sponsorship and prizes. I would love to give prizes if people wear their knitting and make it more of a experience. So that's that's kind of what I'm hoping to do. But I'm also doing um, I'm doing a kids show there again and possibly performing the opera there and. Maybe other places, hopefully, possibly. So, yeah, that's what's going on with that. And knitting-wise, I have been working on the same shawl I was talking about since last time with the Mardi Gras colors. And 
tonight is bind off night, so I guess I should still be talking about Shanghai. But that was the knitting I brought to Shanghai. It was that, and there have been a few, there's been a lot of stress around this because, well, I did not necessarily have enough yarn. I, I went off pattern. The, the last several rows have been off pattern. I've been just doing what I want. I've repeated a pattern a, a few more times. I wanted it to be quite a large shawl, and instead it seems to be a mid-length wide shawl, which is not, it's not what I planned. However, okay, I'm hoping to do my own design next time, so I'm, I'm learning as I go here. But, um, um, what was I going to say? Yarn chicken. I had two colors I was yarn chickening with, and I made the first one with about a, under a foot of yarn left, and then the second one I was going to go back and forth three times, and yeah, no, that's not going to work. I don't even know that I'll make two times, even though I measured it out and did all those things you're supposed to do. So I am in the process of slowly binding off. I had started binding off earlier today, actually, and, um... I dropped the first stitch in the row and it made it quite far down before I noticed and it clearly did not get included in the binding off so or the the little stripe of darker purple after a whole bunch of green so I was thinking what do I do do I sew it in do I I don't know what it in and then I thought you know what I could just go back what else what else do I have to do on the train so I unbound off about oh about half a foot or so of stitches, and so I have to start binding off again. So I'm binding off, but at the same time, I'm adding a bead. So that, yeah, that that's what I've been knitting, I suppose. There are two yarn festivals in Leeds. There's Armley Mills, which I've gone to, and I love it. It's it's amazing. And then there's this new one. And I went there with Maya and Allie this morning, and I didn't have a lot of money with me or at all, so I didn't want to buy anything. Yes. <laughs> And there was yarn that I really liked for about 18 pounds, which is like $40 for one skein. And although it's beautiful, it was beautiful. And you can get a lot of, of mileage out of one skein, but oh, it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't in my price range. So I, I, I couldn't, I just, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I didn't have, there was no bank machine. And anyway, I, I did not have 18 pounds with me. It just, it wasn't happening. But but there was this one booth selling some really gorgeous yarn for a pound fifty or five for five. Uh-huh. So I bought a few skins of his yarn. And it's actually it's gorgeous. It's undyed yarn. Some of it is blue faced lesser. Some of it is from the Falkland Islands, and some of it is um he told me it's called it's a kind of cheese, maybe? Not brie. <laughs> Oh, um, Dover's a place. It's not Dover. Dover. Jersey? Guernsey? Ugh! I think it started with a D. Anyway, it was that. So there's all this undyed, slightly sheepy smelling yarn, but it's beautiful. And I'm, I'm considering dyeing some of it. Or not. Maybe not dyeing some of it. But it was very inexpensive. It's very pretty. And yeah, so there we go. I guess the swap partner will know how much I spent on this yarn. But dude, it's great yarn. So yeah, that was that. Yeah, I don't have anything to knit once I'm done this, but you know, I'm not, I haven't finished it quite yet. So okay. But back to China. So in China, it was, it was interesting because it's, it's almost in a way, 
I mean, when people travel, when people go on a cruise, I don't know if you go on a cruise to China, but when people go on cruises or, or go to places as a tourist, they don't, I feel like I get to see a couple layers deeper often than that. And that, that it's interesting because on the surface, sure, it's China, there's McDonald's and, um, you know, everything's interesting, but, but there's McDonald's and Burger King and all those, all those things people might want and Pizza Express and all that. But if you think about how much information the government blocked, and one morning they just turned off the Wi-Fi, like turned off the internet, the country turned off the internet, I think because Kim Jong-un was there, and they closed a bunch of streets that we, we were actually on. And you just think, how close? I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a thin veneer of okay there. For the most part, things work pretty well. The metro's better, it works better than the New York metro. People push a lot, a lot. Um, they have, they have x-ray machines to screen bags before you go in the metro, but people will just, you know, say, forget that and just basically walk, walk by. Yeah. Um, for me, and I think I said this when I was in Kiev or wrote this, it's unusual to be in a place where I, I simply cannot talk the language. There's no point in even trying. So I, I, I mean, I can say hello and I can say a bad version of thank you. And I, yes, I should learn a little more Chinese before Mandarin before I go next time, but, um, I'm used to, at least in Europe, being able to muddle, or South America, being able to muddle through communication and be understood, and, and I, just, I couldn't be here. So, yeah, that, that that's awkward. And being a visual minority, I mean, I'm not used to that, to be honest. I can generally fit in most places I go, you know, people... Well, no, no, that's not true, because I travel extensively to, to lots of places where I am a visible minority, but usually that's not quite such an urban center. You know, if I'm in Sudan or if I'm in Chad, say, but being in a major city and being so vis vis visibly minority, it's interesting. It's an experience that everyone should should have to experience. It it felt kind of weird and that must be how it feels for people in North America all the time. So there was that also that was very interesting. And now I'm in the United Kingdom, well, in England. I flew to England from China and sang a concert at the Royal Albert Hall, which was really cool. I mean, you know, there I was in the Royal Albert Hall brochure. I had a, a tech guy sort of at my backing call, and he was lovely. And the musicians were great, and it was, it was interesting. It was a really interesting, good experience. I was super jet-lagged, so it was a bit of a haze, but good. And then I went up to Leeds and I've been seeing my friends, not all of them, because I didn't work out to see all of them, but I saw lots of my friends in Leeds. And now I am in Bedford where I am singing two concerts, one tomorrow, one the next day, and then a couple days off and then one other concert and then back to Alberta to plan for the next tour. Yes. Ugh. So, um, yeah, that's what's up. That's what's up with me. And... I think we should move on to the next segments because Maya, Allie, and Eden are funny and adorable and hilarious, and they, they can do this more than I can tonight. My ship has sails that are made of silk. The decks are trimmed with gold. And of jam and spice, there's a paradise in the Ships aglow with a million pearls and rubies fill 
sun sits high in a sapphire sky when my ship comes in. Here I am with Maya and Ali. And we've talked before, but here we are in Leeds. And one, someone with a better accent than I do, what did we do today? Well, we've been to, what's it called? Spring, Spring into wool. wool, which is one of the wool festivals in Leeds. Um, it was fun. <laughs> Lots of fun. And what did you buy? Wool. Lots of wool. I've just got away with one skein. I've done very well. But it was uh, £2.50. That's which, really good. Which is really, really good value, because what did you reckon it should be? Um, something three... like £8 or £9, yeah. I think. Yeah. So, yeah, merino wool and mulberry silk. Very nice. Oh, Lovely purpley colour. And I bought something for my swap petition partner that I'm not going to talk about. So, um, <laughs> we got... Okay, we got in a very interesting discussion while we were eating our very British lunch of chips and jacket... Well, we didn't get jacket potatoes, because they were out, but yeah. they were a thing. About... How clothes words, words for clothes, are, are very, very different, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. So we thought it was interesting that words that we tend to use for underwear is used for outerwear in North America. <laughs> like, for example, I'm, so for I'm example, wearing my mom's pants. Yeah, and we would probably call those... Trousers. Trousers. Yes. Yeah. And pants would go under the trousers. <laughs> <laughs> I am wearing those sort of pants, mm-hmm. yes. And we were talking about specifically vests. When I think of a vest, I think of what Maya gave me today to wear, um, which is, it's a vest. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> a vest. And um, I, w- I would call that a tank top. And I would call it a sleeveless pullover. And yet we get along. <laughs> <laughs> so it's okay. And okay, guys, what are you knitting or crocheting? So, Maya, what are you knitting? So I'm finishing off um, a jumper, and I can't remember the pattern of it now. Um, but it's a nice green stripy jumper that I started knitting ages ago but put to one side so I could finish my Christmas presents because I finished my last Christmas present last night. It's April 7th. Yep. Yes. It's, I was giving the gift of anticipation. <laughs> oh, that's really good. <laughs> you should perhaps point out that it's last year's Christmas presents and not yeah, this year's it's Christmas, Christmas presents. Christmas 2017 gifts present. of Christmas past. Yes. <laughs> It's for your mom though, and moms it are understanding. Is. She understands, yes. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> How about you? You were crocheting something, Ali. I'm crocheting an Elise shawl with some sock wool, which is all pinks and greys and oranges. And then when it's finished, it's going to be stretched on the line and blocked. And I don't know what I'm going to do with it. You were so, crocheting a shawl last time I was in town. Yes, I'm always crocheting shawls. That seems to be the thing. <laughs> I've never seen you wearing one though. No. No. What do you well, do with them all? <laughs> they, they, my mum wears them. <laughs> my mum, my mum wears, she's got quite a few of them, yes. And sometimes they go to sales uh, for, for charity and things like that. And so you've both made things for your mum and I'm making uh-huh. something for me. So I'm making something for me now. What's it called? The jumper. Oh, I know. Oh, yes, I can't remember what the pattern is. It's very pretty. It's green. Yes. It's, um... Where's it from? Where's the pattern from? I got it from Bar Amu, and it's one that's with be, their Titus range. Will it be a local name? Yeah, it, no, I don't no. think the pattern was. Oh. I'm sorry, I don't have it with me, so I can't tell you. That's really bad, isn't it? Well, next time we chat, you'll be done it. Yes, it'll be so finished. that'll be yes, finished. Yes, because I've very nearly finished. Um, 
And well, we've been watching a lot of movies this week. Oh gosh, yes we, we have. have. We've been having a complete old movie fest, haven't we? It's we got to get our knitting done, right? So this Absolutely. is a way. This is a way to, to force yourself to finish your shawl or you know what you made um, with movies. So so what did we watch? We watched High Society. Oh, lovely. Yes, we, yes. Um, we watched A Star Is Born. The a Star Is one. Born was. Yeah, we watched A Star Is Born first. Then we watched Singing in the Rain. Yes. And then we watched High Society. Society. And then... And then we went on to the Catherine Hepburn ones, didn't we? And then we watched... Um, what was the first one Holiday. Called? Yes. That was really fun, but weird. Holiday? <laughs> it's that? so Holiday. weird. It's, it's Catherine Hepburn and um, Cary Grant, yep. isn't it? Mm-hmm. And it's just them having fun, really. <laughs> it's as if they gave them a script and said, you know, do what you got to mm-hmm. do. And that's... So he's going it. to marry her sister... And that's all going to happen and everything, and then, and then, and then things go. She sort of decides that she wants to marry him, doesn't she? Yeah. What's interesting is yeah. she and her sister seem very close at the beginning, and by the end, Not it's so it's close. Well, but nothing, <laughs> nothing came to divide them. No, and she and the sister didn't seem particularly bothered. She she no. sort of went off him anyways. <laughs> it's true, she did. But and I have to say, l- if my sister went off her husband, I don't, I don't want him. <laughs> Just I don't, think. I don't, no, thank you. I don't no, thank you. you have to. Yeah, but just just if it she would did, be more awkward if you did want him. I, I think. And then last night we watched Bringing Up Baby, which was confusing because it there was, was also a... lovely, but it didn't have enough leopard action in it. Well, right, <laughs> for my mind. Right, I mean, he's, she's she's in the title, and yet there wasn't a, there wasn't a lot of leopard action. And we were reading online how Cary Grant was terrified of the leopard. I, I can absolutely see <laughs> that. You can, you can see it in his face. He wasn't acting. <laughs> he really wasn't keen at all. And we also watched um, Room with a View. Oh, that was beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And I haven't seen it. Have you seen that, Ellie? No. Oh, I'll lend it to you. I don't think I have. It's, so, it's such yeah. a beautiful film. It's a beautiful book, but it's a beautiful film as well. I'm still trying to work out why did they have the leopard in the first place? Her brother had sent the leopard for her aunt as you do had sent it to her for some <laughs> reason and she had obviously not understood why he'd sent it to her because it wasn't till later she realised it was the aunt that wanted this leopard and what was she going to do with it she just always wanted a pet leopard as one does they're rich they're, they're you know rich rich, rich the uh, lives of the rich, rich and, and eccentric yes <laughs> at no point did the leopard make a mess I mean no. He was in her beautiful Park Avenue apartment and he didn't... It was less... That was less what I was worried about than when it was playing with the dog because I really thought the dog was going to come across <laughs> and that would have been horrible. That's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> Do you think they started with the leopard and then decided, let's see what we can make. Let's see if we can make a film round this. We've got a leopard here. What shall we do? I don't know. What shall we do with it? <laughs> it was very strange. Ali, have you seen *The Star Is Born*? The sec that one. There's a lot, and there's a new one coming out. But there's four. There have been four. I don't think this I was have. the Judy Garland one we no. saw. It's really interesting though because um, in this one they had lot a lot of the movie had been cut down after it had been released oh, and yes. then burnt. And oh, so because they you know they melted down and then used the silver again. And so someone in 1983, I think, had had gone and they had the entire they had the entire soundtrack and they had gone and either found the storyboards or actually. Some people had these illegal versions mm, anyway. They, so they, they just found certain scenes, hadn't they? Because they showed the extended version, but for some parts of it, there were whole chunks, sort of five, ten minutes at a time, where they just had still photos mm-hmm. with the soundtrack running behind okay. it. So they had the full soundtrack, but they didn't have all the film. Mm. It was mm. weird, wasn't it? Because you can't imagine what they actually released. 
I know, I know. It can't have made sense, I don't think. And Who also Judy Garland was having issues. It was Judy Garland and... It was. Oh, gosh, what was his name? He was, was an it, English actor. Not Dirk Burgard. No, it was... You had said he was in everything. I did say he was in everything, but I say that about everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to look it up. The character's name's Norman Maine. If that helps, doesn't help. It was a good movie, though. It was. Mm-hmm. It was very good. Yeah. It was long. It was. It was. And long. It was also sad because it sort of. We were saying it. It sort of echoed the the story of her life in a way mm. that he was. He was very successful, but he was addicted and you know on a. Mm. On a sort of uh, spiral path yeah. to destruction and, and that's, what she was like at the yeah. time as well wasn't it and exactly she certainly in some of the scenes she looked quite rough didn't she yeah she would disappear for weeks at a time apparently during the filming so and as his character would also disappear for weeks at a time so it, it was it was an interesting parallel looking back yes and we got lots of knitting done because it was a long movie yes <laughs> yes so um if people are traveling to Yorkshire this spring, what should they do? What James is being... Mason, sorry. James oh. Mason. Ah. <laughs> sorry. Is the actor. That's who played Norman Maine, yeah. James Mason, as in the person that Eddie Izzard plays when he's trying to play God. So when Eddie Izzard does his God voice, it's a James Mason impersonation. Hmm. That won't make sense. He was from people. Huddersfield. He's a Yorkshire, oh, is he? a Yorkshire actor. Oh, well, there mm. you go. James Mason's from Yorkshire. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who he is. <laughs> he was Norman Maine in A Star Is Born. Yes. <laughs> <sighs> so if, if you come up to Yorkshire this spring, what would you recommend people do? Well, there's, see. there's the Wool Festival at Armley Mills. June 2nd. Mm. And the 2nd of June, um, which is always fun. Oh, it's so much fun. And you bake for it? Yep. Yes, we're in the Darling Roses WI and we do the baking. And so serve the tea and the cakes. cream scones and jam. And it's not quite blizzard territory. We were talking to a, a hill farmer from Scotland today and she yeah. said that they had a 18-inch of snow blizzard Whoa. the other day. And it's the 7th of April. And they lost a whole bunch of their sheep yeah. in the giant snowdrifts, oh, which no. is really tragic. So just last Wednesday it was blizzarding all day. Yes, we've had quite a lot of... It's been quite a harsh winter for mm. us this, this year. Yeah. Uh, we don't get it every year. It's been a bit of a, a bad one, really. So the blizzards will be over, but you can go to the Yarn Festival and... Visit the Yorkshire Dales. Visit the Yorkshire Dales. Visit the coast, beautiful coast. Like Hull, you mean? No. Further up. Maybe not. Oh, Hull is quite pleasant oh, if you Hull's like to good. look at shops it's been and the things. Whole, it's been the... Um, <laughs> and there's the deep Last there. year it was the City of Culture, so there was mm. lots going on in Hull. So yes. Hull's definitely worth visiting, but... Scarborough. Up, we can go to Scarborough and Whitby. Whitby. Robin Hood's Stairs. Bay. It's lovely all the way mm. up there. And if you're lost, you can ask someone, are you going to Scarborough Fair? You can. You can. Mm. And they can just throw a bunch of herbs at you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> well, I have to go catch a train because I'm going to Beverly. No, I'm not. I'm going to Bedford. Bed- to Don't Beverly. go to Beverly. Not yet. No. No. And so, guys, have fun here. I'll see you Thank soon. Thank you. See you soon. See you in June. Bye. 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 Sometimes I go walking through the fields where we walked long ago in the sweet used to be. And the flowers still grow, but they don't smell as sweet as they did when you picked them for me. And when I think of 
love who we once knew How I wish I could go back in time Do you ever think back on old memories like that? Oh, do I ever cross your mind? So here I am with Eden. He is not only a wonderful performer, and I was just with him in, in Shanghai, but he's a knitter. So hello, Eden. Hello, Melanie. Tell me about your knitting. I'm touching it. I'm touching your knitting right now. You are. Well, as you said, I was just in Shanghai and on the way there, I knitted on the plane and in the airport. Because uh, I was travelling, I had to take something small. So I'm currently knitting a Fair Isle Torrey. It's a type of hat worn on the islands just off the north of Scotland. And how did you... Okay, it's so it's, it's colour work. Yep. How did you learn to do colour work? Um, I googled it. <laughs> I did what everyone else did. I've never learned colour work. I don't know how to do it. I looked on YouTube. Isn't that how you find out how to do different things? I mean, yes, but this looks really complicated. Nah, it's, I, I thought it was complicated. I had a book. I looked in the book. It didn't help. I looked on YouTube. It helped a lot more. Okay. So it's okay. just two colours in each row and the colour that you're not knitting with goes behind. And um, what kind of wool is this? This is Shetland wool. It is uh, a lovely wool that I got. In Shetland? Uh, no. No, I did. I bought it in Shetland last um, summer. Uh, my boyfriend, who used to live in Shetland, took me to the lovely shop there. And he said he wanted me to make him a hat. I said, well, buy me the wool then. So he, <laughs> True love. Yeah. So he bought enough wool for me to make him a hat and enough wool to make... Uh, a hat for myself, so we can make two hats. And it's Jameson's Shetland Heather, it's called. And it's 100%. 100% Shetland wool. Yeah, Eden's probably a really good boyfriend. Oh, we saw we saw my cousin today, and what did she say when you, she saw you? Because when I said I was, I'm doing a show with Eden this summer, and, and so she immediately started hinting, you know, you know, is, is he your boyfriend? And I, I said no. And so then Eden walked in. And what did she say to you? I can't remember. It was something, something about, you know, can you find a man for Melanie? Oh, yeah, she said, we need to find a man for Melly. We know you won't do. I was like, <laughs> okay, so you've already told her about my sexuality. Gee, thanks. <laughs> Subtle. Anyway. <laughs> can we state that not all male knitters are gay? <laughs> I think we need to put that out there. Okay, okay. But you also crochet? Not very well. Okay. I'm a bad... I can... I've, I've done some crochet work with children. So I've... I, last Remembrance Day, uh, I was crocheting white poppies. And is it hard to crochet? Uh, I've, I've only used mine for beating. I'm, so. I'm not a good crocheter. Okay. I'm a, I'm a better knitter than I'm a crocheter. Is it embarrassing when the children are better than you? Oh, yeah. Okay. And some of them were. I'm sure. Yeah, some of them were. <laughs> oh, dear. I was, I was very basic poppy. Basic poppy. Hmm. So you were a kid's performer. Yes. And you perform everywhere. I, I'm just a performer. I would say I sometimes you... perform for kids, I sometimes perform for adults. But recently, recently you were in recently. Shanghai being a kids performer, just like me. Yeah. And what was your favourite part of Shanghai? Oh, getting to spend time with you, obviously. Oh, just because I'm holding a sharp needle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, wandering around Shanghai. I mean, the, working in the school is wonderful. Absolutely. It's a great school and the shows are fun to do. But if someone's going to Shanghai as a tourist, what would you suggest for them to do make sure you go to the fabric market oh so great yeah um have a walk down the bund um yeah it's just it's just being in shanghai it's so different from being here um we took the metro we did the mm -hmm. metro 
I mean, it's very similar to being here in the sense all the shops and the restaurants are very similar. Okay, that's true. There's a Pizza Express, but they called it something else. Pizza Melandano. Yeah, something uh, that... But there is Starbucks, there is Costa, there is all the evil fast food chains. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it was, it's a beautiful place. And, and it... you're a vegetarian. Yes. Same as me. And how did you find it there? It's a struggle. <laughs> it's a struggle. It's a little bit of a struggle. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a challenge. Mm-hmm. Which we, I think we rose to. We rose to when, you know, my fish, my soup ended up having shellfish in it. And I'm sure you got some sneaky pork somewhere. Probably. Probably. But um, it was so much, for me, it was so much fun to have someone there. Because usually I travel alone. As all of you know from the podcast, usually when misadventures happen, I'm alone. So it was really fun having Eden there. And also, um, he was there to protect me from the, I don't know, we both got lost. Yeah. Um, yeah, nothing. Nothing, but it was there's, fun. There's, there's no, there's the, the, the only thing I protect you from, and you protect me from, in fact, you did at one point, is the motorbikes that drive on the pavement, which is a perfectly normal thing in Shanghai for motorbikes just to zoom past you or, or try and run you over as <laughs> right. you <laughs> screamed, hey, get out of the way! Oh, I forgot you almost died. Right. And you protected me from spending all my money on the claw machine that catches mm, dolls. Yeah, which doesn't catch dolls. I know, but but it's still fun. Sucks your money out. So you are British. Yes. Where are you from in Britain? Your accent. And when people hear your accent and they say, it's not quite Jamie from Outlander, but it's it's not quite <laughs> the staff at Downton Abbey. So what is it? What are you? What do you mean not the staff at Downton Abbey? Obviously, <laughs> I'm Lord Grantham. That, yes. Oh, yes, yeah. Lord yeah. Grantham. O- o- obviously, I'm Lord Grantham. If I was to be in Down Abbey, I would be in the upper echelons. <laughs> All right, I'm from Yorkshire. Mm-hmm. Yorkshire born and bred. Like but, pudding? Like the pudding. But I've got a Scottish mother, so I wasn't allowed a proper Yorkshire accent as a child. It was beaten out of me. Oh. Half Scottish, half English. And Eden will be touring with me this summer. We're going to do Carmen together. And so if you are in Regina or Winnipeg... Come see us. We will be there. We will. We'll be giving our best Toreador. We will. It's his first opera. First time he's in an opera. And my first time touring with a Yorkshireman. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's supposed to talk about knitting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> you really just haven't asked about my knitting life. Okay. I didn't want to get personal. Okay. How is your knitting life? Please tell me all. Well, I was going to tell you about how I started knitting. How, please. So, when I was a kid, my gran taught me how to knit. Um, but I... Forgot that, because boys don't tend to knit that much. And then when I first moved to Leeds, which is the city I live in now, um, my housemate wanted to learn to knit. She decided that it was the cool thing that little trendy people did. It is. Um, so she took me to a lovely shop called Bra Ram U in Headingley and said, they do knitting courses, let's learn. I was like, I don't want to learn to knit. That's pointless. And then, pointless. Pointless. So then we... She forgot about it, and I went for a wander, and I saw a beautiful cardigan that was lovely coloured, but a really horrible shape. Then I saw a lovely cardigan that was a beautiful shape, but horrible colours. And I was in the shop, and I went, I want that cardigan in those colours. And they went, yeah, knit it yourself. And I went, oh, yeah, I'll learn to knit. <laughs> so I went back to my house and went, let's do the knitting course. Still haven't yet made that cardigan. I've made a different cardigan. Mm-hmm. I've made tank tops and I've made quite a few hats. Can I just say tank tops or vests? Tank tops or vests. Because I was with someone who was talking about, look at that tank top the other day. And I th- I'm like, it's freezing. What? Do you, what? So tank tops are, are vests yeah. for those people who are But not ones with buttons because they're waistcoats. Yeah. But also, in, a vest for us is, what do you call them, an undershirt? 
I call it, yes, like the white thing you wear under your clothes. Yeah. Yeah, undershirt. And if you say you, you're wearing your mother's pants, which I did, remember I, oh no, I, I accidentally packed my mother's pants. They are trousers here. Unless you're in the East Coast. Really? So if you're in Liverpool or Manchester, they call them pants as well. Oh. So no. That's because they're weird. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. But no, any, uh, pants are underpants. Yeah, so I, I did accidentally pack Savvy Mom's pants. Not underpants, but... Trousers. We have the same pair of black trousers. They're just different sizes, and so... I've... So do you say trousers as well? No. No, because so... we're not... We, we say pants. But you know what trousers are? Only because people kept giving me the face here when I kept oh. saying I was wearing my mom's pants the other day. So trousers isn't a word at all not used a word. in Canada? Nope. If you use it, people will be sad. I'm going to keep using it. Okay. I'm going to talk about my high-waisted Regency trousers. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to see your high-waisted Regency trousers. You've seen them. The ones we got made in Shanghai. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, got, we got his costume made for Carmen in Shanghai. So not only did we go to the fabric market and buy bird silk that I'm going to use for something. Um, we got a costume made. We got some high-waisted Regency trousers made. Yes, we did. A Regency shirt. Uh, Regency. What does Regency mean? Oh, Regency is a period of history in um, British history, kind of eight, uh, 17th century-ish. Yeah. Um, and that's when Ash, when Carmen set 1830. Um, and it's kind of drop-fronted button trousers. Yeah, I'll put a picture up of, of, tra- of drop-fronted button trousers so you, you can see it. But mm. basically, it has a flap at the front. Can you explain wh- Why? No. No, you did. You explained to me why. Did about I? how it had the tie at the back, so because they're all the same size. So they have ties at the back, so you can change sides to make yeah. them fit better. Yeah, yeah. And the front was just so you size. could take them off and pee, right? Well, off the ship. Were you just it, not listening and said yes when I asked I you might that? Have done that? I think. I think no. It's it's to make it look to make it look better because it gives you a flat tummy and it kind right. of, you lose your penis. Okay. <laughs> Where are, you, where are you supposed to put it then? I don't know what you know, kind of Pride and Prejudice styley. I mean, I yeah, I guess so. Yes, that's, that's the kind of very smooth action man fronted males. <laughs> action man fronted male. Yeah, because you know it's a knitting podcast. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what is the best thing you've ever knit? Back to your knitting. Best, most proudest thing aside from this hat, which is beautiful. It's it's either that hat, which fits it no is- one, because the um the pattern doesn't. Um, take into account I'm a really tight knitter <laughs> so I've, I've I've knitted this one hat that's very tiny um, with the size needles that the pattern said I've mm-hmm. then had to buy bigger needles because I'm such a tight knitter to make the second hat that I'm making possibly the the other cardigan that I've made which is using um, a wool that's kind of mixed colours but I still haven't finished that because I'm knitting the button band of it and the button band's but man, it's so boring because it's like seven right? stitches and then swapping. And, and I'm like, Ugh. so I've got to the bit where I had to do the buttons and then I've stopped because <laughs> it's so boring. But I will finish this cardigan because that's all I've got to do in it. If I had to make a prediction, this hat is too big to fit anybody. This hat? Hard love. You'll see. This one? You'll see. I'm sorry. I'm me. sorry. I wasn't going to say anything. It fits you now. Uh, maybe. Okay, your head's just really big. <laughs> so um, what else is there to say? Um, so people come to London, they go to London, they don't tend to say, I'm going to England for the first time, I'm coming up to Yorkshire. No. So why don't they? Why should they? 
pub quiz. There's pub the quiz. best pub quiz in the world that's here. Um, Eden wins. His team generally wins. So you should go and try to beat his brilliant team of brilliance, which I am not on for the record. <laughs> we came second. You're welcome to join our I can't. quiz my, team. My quiz team is my quiz team. Yeah. Um, I suppose people come to London because it's all they've heard of, but London's a crazy, crazy city that's manic. If you want to see beautiful places, Come to Yorkshire and come to the Peak District, which is kind of Yorkshire-ish. Yorkshire Dales, some great museums, some great art galleries, some good restaurants. And it's it's a nicer pace of life. London is like Shanghai. You're on mm-hmm. um, fifth gear all the time. Oh, not that you drive with gears. <laughs> <laughs> right. I didn't know there was a fifth gear, but yes. At the six, sometimes. Some cars have six. But no, I used to live in London when I was an actor. I lived in London, um, working two jobs, manically, everything, acting and working full of spot or front of house or blah, blah, blah. And I found that I was constantly rushing. I would run up escalators. And the day that I realised I was running up an escalator, two steps at a time, when I wasn't in a hurry, running up an escalator became my default mode to get up escalators. I was like, I need to relax. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I moved to, back to Yorkshire. Brilliant. And it's, it's just a better place to live. Now, this isn't knitting related. Why is Yorkshire tea so good? Because it is. What, what is it about you don't drink tea? I don't drink tea. What? <laughs> but you're British. Are you sure you got the memo? You have to drink it's tea. It just leaves in water. <laughs> Coffee is where it's at. Coffee's my drug. All right, fair enough. Okay, mm. never mind. You, I, I like Yorkshire tea. Well, I'll bring some to Canada. Oh, dear. <laughs> Um, so anything else you have to tell the, the knitters of the world? Why should, I mean, you're the expert. You I'm made like, this. What, what am I an expert of? Knitting? I'm, expert, I'm not an expert knitter. Far, far from an expert knitter. I mean, you have a good accent. You could say knitting in a Scottish accent, in a posh accent. You can <laughs> just say something clever. <laughs> <laughs> if only I could think of something clever. I, I can't. Um, I, I have no other other knitting things to say. Um, Do you have any knitting aspirations? Aside from that one jumper you were talking about? Um, I, I have another um, a jump. So I've actually I've got about four projects, but I suppose that's something it is. I'm also making a jumper uh, of some really really super thick wool, um, which is two beautiful colours, which I bought in a charity shop, or as you would call a thrift shop, um, and I call them um, bogey green and earwax yellow. And I'm doing them. That's so well dollish. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was knitting that in character ones because I used to play a tea lady as a street theatre character. Mm-hmm. So I would knit while well, I was. Working my tea trolley. She had nice. a Lancashire accent. She'd be like that. She'd go, I'm knitting. Knitting to my grandson. It's so he can stick his finger in his ear and wipe it on that stripe and stick his other finger up his nose and wipe it on that stripe. <laughs> he's come to Yorkshire. It's the best. That's Lancashire. Oh. It's not a Yorkshire accent. Uh, <laughs> uh. Uh, and I've knit costumes before. My elf costume I knitted. Um, yeah. Can I tell the story about our, our photo shoot today? Yes, of course you Okay, can. so... For Winnipeg Fringe, um, you're doing, um, we're doing Carmen there. Like mm-hmm. I said, Eden's doing a wonderful kids show with grim stories, and I'm doing a show about travel stories and songs. And of course, it's on time. We have to submit the pictures for the book. Um, they're due in like a day. <clears throat> we're super responsible about that. Oh yeah. So Eden did a fo- we did a photo shoot with Carmen for Carmen using his kitchen knife. <laughs> You were in charge of the knife. I don't. I mean, keeping in mind they didn't use a kitchen knife in Carmen. Oh, I'm sure they did. I'm probably. I'm sure she used the kitchen knife in 1830. Cut woman's face. Um, so we used a kitchen knife, and I don't have a costume yet. So 
we took my bra and you had extra material and you just sort of tucked it into my bra yeah. um, to look like a shirt. It worked surprisingly well, but my bra was black and it, you could see it through. So I said, if only, if only you had a white bra. But the, And he reached around and pulled out a white bra that was my size. Right. I feel I need to point out here. I didn't <laughs> just pull out a white bra. I have several, several boxes of costumes. I had to dig... <laughs> To my bottom box. You and did. It was right at the bottom. Because I hadn't used this bra for many, many years. It was it was clean. It was clean. Oh, well, of course I don't put dirty costumes away. <laughs> it fit perfectly. It's like you knew I was coming. Yeah. <laughs> many, many moons ago, I worked as a pantomime dame. Now, that's might not mean... Can you explain that? Because yeah. I understand oh, it because I, I saw... Um, so, Panto is a traditional show at Christmas in Britain. Pantomime. Uh, it comes from the Italian commedia latte tradition. Pantomime. And, mm, one of the <laughs> aspects of pantomime is the panto dame, which is a man dressed up as a woman playing the mother of the lead. Or the nurse. I've seen, I've seen nurse. a nurse. Um, and the, the lead is usually a woman dressed as a man, such as a woman dressed as Aladdin, a woman dressed as Jack from Jack and the Beanstalk. So I was once a pantomime dame. I played an old woman. <laughs> and you're a 36A. <laughs> Yes. Oh, <laughs> um, so I, I mean, it was perfect. It was perfect. It was really fun. We did the shot, and then for my shot, I, I had we had to make it look like I was in Japan, and there was a flowering almond tree. Yes. Yes, we thought it was a cherry tree, and and we set up some shots. So we're ready. We're ready to tour. Mm, we are. We need to plan our touring knitting. Yep. And we're ready to go. So. Well, if I can pack any, I might not have room with all the costumes I'm taking. It's a good point. But yeah, if you're in Canada, come see our show. If you're in Scotland, we might also be there. Come see our shows and come to Yorkshire and knit. Yeah, come and knit. Come and knit. Sit and knit. episode may have sounded a bit familiar because hey it's me it was me it was I I was the one singing and this is this is the segment where I'm going to do a wee bit of shameless self-promotion so I've been working on this CD as you all know and it's almost done I'm really hoping to get it done for the summer but being a singer is expensive guys between renting theaters in Edinburgh and flying to gigs and millions of other things. I thought about it as I talked about in earlier podcasts. And since I still need to master and actually create the physical CDs, I thought I would do a crowdfunding campaign because so much of what I do isn't paid for. I thought, hey, you know what? Why not do this? It's a worthy, I feel it's a worthy cause. So here we go. 
I am raising money to basically it's like pre-ordering the CD. And if, if I'm sure many of you are familiar with crowdfunding, I'm doing it through Indiegogo. So basically, if you're interested in pre-ordering a CD or ordering all my CDs, or there are various love, I guess they call them levels of support, but essentially a couple of CDs, all of the CDs, private concert in your home, my kidney, my virtue, and basically anything in exchange, in exchange for donations so I can finish the CD project. And Honestly, I'm going to I'm going to actually talk about it more in the next podcast with Savvy Mom because it is somewhat hard to shameless self-promote. It's better if mom just does it. But I'm sure you've heard some of my music before. There's the knitting songs, there's Edith Piaf songs, there are the Sophie Tucker songs, but these songs, the, these are my basically my favorite 12 songs, my favorite songs in the world. I went all out on this. I hired some fantastic musicians. I really did put money into this project. For once, I didn't do things the most economical way. I basically put any money I had or could find into this project, spent a year and a half on it, and I'm really, really proud of how they sound. I, I love the fact that we took, in a way, it's it's like the ultimate fan letter. I took songs that I absolutely adore, made them mine, and now I'm putting them out there again. So you never know. You never know, maybe Suzanne Vega or Burton Cummings or someone will hear them and say, hey, you can be my new best friend. But unlikely as that is to happen, or or, or Dolly Parton, ooh, or, or Nancy Griffith, these are 12, oh, like I said, of my favorite songs. I'm really proud of them. I'm going to include a link to the Indiegogo page in the show notes. And if you're interested, honestly, it would be amazing. Throw a few dollars at this project, please. If you think about it, if you think about musicians nowadays, so much music is available for free on Spotify, on these streaming web pages, and even if you're paying to use them, the artists get approximately one penny, a penny. We don't even have pennies in Canada anymore, but you get a penny for every download. So when you're spending uh, approximately $24,000 making a CD, uh, that's a lot of downloads or streaming listens to even get close to covering costs. But music is still important. Creating music is still important. So if you've listened to the podcast, if you like my music, if you just feel sorry for me because I didn't ever get a real job, now's the chance to support one of my projects. And, and Give me money. Give me money. <laughs> and give me money. It's neat and it's sweet. It's a ding-dong treat. Knitting socks for little feet. Just with your knitting all day long. Thank you so much for listening to episode 184 of the Savvy Girls podcast. If you'd like to reach us, well, me, I am at music at melaniegall.com, yes, or melanie at savvygirls.ca. Uh, Ravelry, Savvy Girls Podcast, what else? Uh, Twitter, Savvy Girls Pcast. Uh, oh, Twitter, I'm also on Twitter under Melanie Presents. I'm on Instagram, so under Melanie Presents. And yeah, that's all, I guess. Next episode, I will likely be, well, I will be back with Savvy Mom. And she will have a lot to say about how her house has been completely turned upside down. So that should be stressful for her, but a good story for the rest of us. And meanwhile, tend to your knitting. K.
kitten.